Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the world champion of the world podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We took a little hiatus last week. Uh had some stuff going on but now we're back and in full effect ready to wreck get down mo mamba no shack wes best yes words coming up out my heart in my chest okay i'm i'm done sorry guys (laughs) um yeah man we're back um a lot to talk about um i'm not even I'm not going to do like the traditional way that we do it with the recaps. Just going to talk about everything that's going on. Um, let's see here. Going back to uh, Elimination Chamber. Uh, we have we finally have women's tag team champions uh, now. So that's uh, so that's that's a thing. It's officially a thing. Um, Sasha and Bailey are the first ever champs. It was a, it was a, actually a pretty good, um, chamber match for the women. Uh, they, they did some things. Shout out to the Riot Squad, uh, Liv Morgan, uh, and, and Sarah Logan. Uh, they are definitely, uh, definitely some beasts and they, they need to be respected as such. Um, Rhonda fought, um, Ruby, Ruby Riot, uh, for the, for the tag title, or for the women's title, um, that wasn't, I mean, that's not where the story is, so we, uh, we knew that Ruby wasn't going to win, um, the story is Charlotte, Rhonda, and... Becky, and uh, that's where the money is, that's where Mania is, and uh, we saw that at Elimination Chamber, uh, Becky is suspended, uh, still came out and got involved, um, so let's spend a little time, because uh, talking about this, uh, building towards the main event of WrestleMania, so I think it's it's shown as pretty clear that this is going to be the main event. Uh, Brock versus Seth, although a very good match, doesn't have that main event juice, but we'll see uh, what happens on Raw. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to be making his uh, return to Raw for the first time since uh, letting us all know about his fight with leukemia, so he's going to uh, be addressing that. Now, the only way I can see... And but the thing is, I feel like they almost have to. Is that in? Isn't that in Brock's contract or something uh, that he has to be the the main event? I I see it being hard for them to keep Brock from going on last or in some sort of something like that. Uh, but this the the Brock and Seth match, and they tried on Raw. They had some really good video packages. Uh, breaking everything down they really tried on raw but it 
it just doesn't have the juice right now. Uh, Becky and Rhonda and Charlotte pretty much has to go last. Like, this, this is the feud right now. Um, so, you, uh, un- unless, and I don't, I don't know what Reigns can add, I mean, he comes out and says, like, hey, Seth, I'll be in your corner, something like that, or, uh, maybe Reigns, uh, announces that he's fully in remission and, uh, able to compete now. And then somehow you now you work reigns into a triple threat. Now, now you might be talking, but there's of course there's going to be a whole bunch of people who are going to be upset. You may even have some weirdos who say that this was all if reigns ends up uh, getting into the uh, universal title match. Of course, you know there's going to be some weirdos who are like, oh, this was all a storyline. This was all a work. Um, so, I don't know, I don't know what, what you do there, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see how Roman Reigns impacts, uh, this, I can't imagine that he, even if he is unable to compete, uh, I can't imagine that he wouldn't be involved in WrestleMania in some way, or at least there to, like, for some kind of curtain call, or to hold up a belt for somebody, or something like that. Um, I, we'll, we'll see what's going on, um, but right now, unless there's some sort of Roman Reigns miracle, I don't see any way that the women can't be the main event, um, I think they have to be, and I think that's what Uh, I think WWE is doing the smart thing, and I think that's what they're building for. Uh, The whole thing, Becky being suspended, uh, just maximizing and and uh, maximizing the heat on on the whole situation uh, until until Mania, just to to kind of draw it out because you had such a big moment at Royal Rumble with uh with Becky winning and such a like yes moment for the fans you know but how do you keep that energy um and uh until then and how do you keep uh because at that point it seems like Becky's overcome everything she's unstoppable so how do you keep Becky in that underdog role you go ahead and let uh you go ahead and let Charlotte be uh, revert back to any Flair's natural position, which is heel, um, and and you and you let her uh, you let her do her thing. Uh, the 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 privileged uh, the the privileged rich kid who uh, gets things handed to him because of their last name. You know, let her let her embrace that role. Let her do her thing there. Um, and and then Ronda Rousey, um, people are just naturally uh, picking sides because they uh, they rock with with Becky, um, but also Rousey. You know she's uh, she kind of has that 
that background like hey I was the you know the blue chip recruit I was I'm the famous one I'm this I'm that I'm I'm supposed to be good I'm supposed to be here and then you got Becky as the natural underdog that a lot of fans probably can relate to myself included you know um I I've felt like I was an underdog so uh so you have uh you have the fans who can identify with Becky and uh this this just gives them gives those people who identify with her more reason to to get behind her like ah she's clearly the best they're hating on her what now they're making like what now they're suspending her what the heck oh what now they're giving her match to charlotte this is just like SummerSlam. so you know what i mean so it's uh there at first i didn't like the suspension angle but i understand what they're doing they're doing a good job uh wwe this as long as they don't do some weird shit and um let Ronda retain or give the belt to Charlotte. As long as Becky wins in the end, then this is great. Um, let's see. Let's talk about uh, what else is going on. So, uh, not only did Becky and Sasha uh, win the tag titles, but the Revival has also uh, won tag titles. Uh, some people say that's to keep them away from AEW. But you know who um, they don't have to worry about keeping away from AEW anymore? Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger has uh, asked for and received his release. Um, Also, TJP, TJ Perkins, the first, uh, the inaugural and only uh, cruiserweight um, classic. I had to think about what it was called. uh, Cruiserweight classic winner. Uh, so TJP is now out of the company. Um, there's reports that Cedric Alexander um, is upset with his WWE status and perhaps could be on his way out as well. Um, I I hope not because I think Cedric is a really good talent. Um, I think he did really good uh, or as good as he could as the 205 live champ um he's really good in the ring uh i i i don't know what they can do um like roh used him cedric does have personality um so i don't know what i don't know what wwe wants him to do uh character wise but uh hopefully they don't lose him Hopefully they don't lose a lot of the 205 guys, uh, but even if they do lose some of the 205 guys, um, they might be able to bring in, because the cruiserweight division, WWE has, they, like, what what made the cruiserweight division successful for, uh, what made the cruiserweight division successful for WCW was they let them go all out on the style and just let them do their thing. So it it was almost, it was a part of the show, but it was something completely different. WWE has them handcuffed in their style. Uh, They're trying to give these guys WWE-type storylines 
and characters and some of these guys that's just not what they do and their strength is the wrestling like tjp uh they tried to force him into this video game box thing and it just wasn't it wasn't the business it wasn't popping um so i i think with guys like ricochet is obviously headed to the main roster um and we'll we'll get in the we'll get in the, a little bit of that later uh ricochet is headed to the main roster uh gargano and champa looks like they're headed to the main roster uh eventually you could have the undisputed era and all of these guys could fit on 205 live and i think all of these guys have already in nxt proven themselves to kind of fit that wwe mold a little bit better where they could use the wwe type characters and storylines I feel like WWE will be able to use these guys better. Like, the Undisputed Era is already a gang that could come over and take over 205 Live and 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 run everything, you know? And if they wanted to have cruiserweight tag titles eventually, uh, you got Red Dragon as and the Undisputed Era is a great group to kind of get over a tag, a tag division to kind of help a tag division out starting out. Um, so there's, uh, I feel like there's, there's a lot of people, um, there's definitely a lot of people asking for their release and that's why we're getting, uh, what we're getting with, we got that surprise, uh, with Ricochet, uh, Gargano, Ciampa, um, Alistair Black, uh, all making their debuts, um, on the main roster just out of nowhere on a, on a Monday Night Raw in front of a silent crowd. That was terrible. Uh, but basically, it's it's like the new era 2.0. Uh, so everybody's, everybody's coming up. There's a whole bunch more releases coming down the pike, looks like. Um, and, of course, with people being released, that's all, always going to open up the speculation. Who's headed to AEW? Uh, is this the AEW effect? What's going on? Um, and like I was saying, man, it's a it's a s- exciting time, an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. But also, this is just kind of uh, it. And we've even talked about it on this show. Uh, WWE has been going around signing a lot of different wrestlers, uh, just signing up everybody on the indies. It seems they were trying to sign up all our favorites. Uh, they 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 were gathering talent um just trying to seems like they were trying to keep people off of other people's rosters but a byproduct of them just assigning a bunch of people uh like we've already seen like uh this is the second time that Cassius Ono is in the NXT system uh this uh we Juice Robinson uh, who's doing great in New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, was essentially a jobber uh, in NXT. Solomon Crow, uh, you probably know him better as Sammy Callahan. Uh, so there's a there's there's a downside to uh, all these announcements and all these guys getting signed. 
uh, all these people moving around. WWE can't use everyone. Uh, Sanity was, we were super excited about Sanity uh, when they debuted. They did, they did really good in NXT. And now look at them. Like, where are they? Nikki Cross uh, came up to the main roster and we've seen her, what, like once on Raw? Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Where's EC3? What's going on? Uh, and that's that's another thing that's that's weird, I guess, that they're, um, we're waiting for things to settle down uh, after Mania. But it's just, it's just really weird. EC3 is just floating around. Um, we're not entirely sure which brand he's on. Um, the heavy machinery, uh, Lacey Evans, is she, is she managing heavy machinery now? Like, there's just, uh, there's a lot of things going on. If you saw on, on Raw, heavy machinery came out, and then Lacey Evans came out and walked down the ramp, and then they walked down the ramp after her. I don't know what that meant, you know? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, guys like Ty Dillinger, um, leaving the WWE, uh, doesn't, doesn't seem like such a bad thing for him, uh, AEW might work out better for him, uh, but even if he doesn't go to AEW, I feel like Ty is somebody who could really get over on the indies and do really well for himself and not really have to be connected with a, a TV company, um, and he doesn't really need, I don't I feel like his, gimmick like he could do really well uh make a lot of money for himself uh and and be really busy and and not have to be wrestling on impact uh but also with the way that people want to see him and uh and everything I could also totally see him coming in and being uh and being a a player for AEW like a perfect 10 versus MJF feud uh sounds great you know um what else do we have going on the young bucks popped up at uh aiw uh they interfered with the lucha bros um tag team title match uh cost them the match so uh continuing the young bucks and aew continuing to build towards uh double or nothing and and all in without having television uh but using um but using being the elite and just popping up at indie shows like that's really uh it's really cool what they're doing uh interesting stuff uh i like the style of marketing um it's it's gotten me interested uh and it's like <laughs> And the way that because we're still trying to figure out what's going on with this company, um, the way that they figured out how to market in 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 this new in this new era uh, of social media and clickbait and all that um, there, it's like they're they're mixing uh, the kayfabe with our actual real life interest of who's going to be on the roster. You know, so uh, the way that they're the way that they're doing that, uh, I feel is pretty brilliant. Um, but if you if you know me, you know me, you know that I am a young bucks mark. So I will I will say that most of what they do uh, is brilliant as as far as marketing goes. 
Um, let's see. Uh, also, one of the big uh, one of the big topics in the wrestling world right now, uh, even uh, actually before uh, Elimination Chamber, going back to uh, Kofi Kingston having to replace uh, Mustafa Ali, they had that gauntlet match and Kofi Kingston's uh, amazing performance. And just kind of organically, it's turned into uh, the fans uh, wanting Kofi Kingston to uh, have a title run. And Kofi Kingston is now going to be uh, facing Daniel Bryan for the WWE title at... uh, Oh, there we go. You guys still hear me? My cat just jumped up here and knocked my phone down, wanted to... My cat is just, we, we just have to kick it right now. Told me, my, my guy told me, uh, fuck this podcast shit. Love me. So, uh, but, uh, where was I? Yeah, Kofi Kingston. So he is, it, it turned that great performance and then, uh, followed it up with another great performance in, uh, in the chamber and uh it turned into uh outpouring of support uh for Kofi Kingston on social media and uh that's that's where we are we want uh we want Kofi guys um Kofi mania is what's going on on uh online uh so we're Personally, I believe that the that Kofi Kingston definitely uh, deserves a title run, a major title run. Honestly, I feel you could make a case for all three members of the New Day getting uh, getting a run with the strap. Maybe Xavier, not so much, but I think. Even with that, like, Xavier is great on the mic. I think he could be a champion. I think they just need to let him go in the ring more. We're so used to him uh, having been the manager uh, portion of the team uh, on the outside cheering the guys on. And during that long title reign, uh, Kofi and Big E were doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the ring. Um, And then... Woods was is more looked at as like a third man type, but not the third man who's the leader, if that makes any sense. But I think that all three of them uh, could could be champs. I don't think that you have to break them up um, for that. You could even eventually have them go heel. Uh, Kofi wins the title and like they're like yo we're so proud of our guy and they ride that wave and then it gets to the point where the everybody's like yo we you know the the three guys are like hey we can't let Kofi lose this ever because it took so long for him to get here and they never wanted to show us love uh so we got to make sure that we keep this title by all means necessary. 
And uh, that's how you could eventually gradually turn them heel. And I feel like that could be a lot of fun, too. Um, Heel New Day doing whatever uh, by keeping keeping the title on Kofi by any means necessary. Uh, Sounds like compelling television to me. Um, And I... I I think that could be a big time act. I think that could be a big time thing. And by keeping them loyal, you kind of uh by keeping everybody loyal, you could uh you could kind of sw- you could switch that whole uh you could kind of kind of switch what what normally happens uh in groups like this. Um or how WWE normally breaks up uh groups and that would f- that could further solidify the new day as one of the greatest acts uh stables of all time because you have their initial hey we're trying to be good guys positivity that goes into that heel turn that becomes amazing and they find their stride as entertainers become beloved by the fans longest reigning tag champs ever uh and then enter into another act another phase but they're all still together where they're this they're a powerful group and not just a tag team but an actual force a powerful group that affects the the rest of the company and and has the the um the main champion like this could be a new age four horsemen type uh type stable uh even though it's only three guys like and you could you could even if Kofi's holding the belt then you could have the the guys be like all right well you know what we're going to we're going to hold down all the gold let's get the tag belts back big e and Xavier, um, I I think there's a lot of legs. Uh, there's a lot of potential with this, um, and we've seen that these guys are consistently one of the most entertaining acts in the company. Uh, I think if you gave them a little bit more responsibility, uh, they could pull it off. If you if you let them be a little bit more serious, they could definitely pull it off. Uh, and then eventually down the road, if you wanted to sow some discord, uh, Kofi ends up losing the belt. Uh, Big E gets an opportunity. And, uh, you know, at first they it's the same thing. They're loyal, uh, trying to keep Big E the champion. As long as the belt stays with the New Day, uh, everything's good to go. But now Kofi being a, a, a former champion uh, is a little bit upset. You know, he's. He's he's not uh, he's not quite feeling this starts to get a little bit jealous of Big E being the champ. Uh, Big E holds the belt longer than Kofi. Now Kofi is jealous of Big E's reign, you know, so there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of potential there. And then eventually a Big E and Kofi feud over the belt while that it breaks into a full blown feud with Xavier trying to play peacemaker like that whole story arc you could do a year of television just about uh i feel like like if they if wwe strung that out and played it out right you could do a a year of television 
with the main belt centered around the New Day and it not get boring. If you if you played out that whole all right, Kofi's rise to becoming the champ, holding the belt, the New Day trying to uh, the New Day gradually turning into heels, doing whatever they can to keep the belt on Kofi. Kofi losing the belt, Big E getting an opportunity to win the belt back for the New Day and doing so. Like that, that could be a lot of fun. Um, if you if you agree or if you disagree, let me know. Um, what else do we have going on? Finn Balor. Finn Balor is now the Intercontinental Champion. Um, and looks like he's, uh, in a feud with Leo Rush and, and, and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I like Finn as the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, this is something that they needed to do. Um, not really feeling this feud. Uh, I don't know what they, I don't know what they can do. Um, I don't know how they can get to a Ricochet versus Finn Balor uh, feud over the IC title. Um, but if they could somehow give us that at WrestleMania, I think uh, the entire building would explode. Um, but, of course, that's I, I doubt that that's happening. Um, Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, for the Intercontinental title would be amazing, but uh, Ciampa has to drop that belt uh, to somebody. Well, I don't know who that's going to be. That's another thing that we're going to get into uh, a little bit later, trying to figure out what's with all these guys popping up to NXT, what's going to happen. Um, so uh, let's see. Finn Balor. It's it's great that he's the Intercontinental Champion, but he needs a uh, he needs a, a a good dance partner, somebody who we can get invested in this ba- this Bobby Lashley thing. It's I mean it's okay, but I feel like Lashley is so damaged with how they've booked him uh, since he showed up. He he almost needs to be rehabilitated uh, and. Like this feud will help Lashley out a whole lot more than it would Finn. Um, that's why I really was hoping that uh, Seth would somehow challenge Daniel Bryan for his title for Mania, and we could let this Brock Lesnar and Finn uh, feud continue because that was really uh, that was really doing something for Finn. That was helping out a lot. Uh, And even the way that everything played out and the way that match played out, like at the end, like it, everybody got behind Finn more. And I mean, I guess that worked uh, in his favor for this intercontinental title win uh, to for the fans to be excited for that. So that worked. But now it's just kind of like, all right, man, you won this other belt. Like, but we don't. Like, you know, we don't care about who you're fighting against, uh, but we still rock with you. We still rock with Finn. But how long uh, can they just 
keep giving him like eh before the the people are the people are just eh about Finn. And I guess the art the counter argument to that is like, well, I mean that's what they've been doing with him the whole time he's been on the main roster and you guys still love him. So uh I guess and maybe that's how they feel. Maybe that's how they look at it. And maybe that's why we're getting what we get with Finn. Uh but hopefully um hopefully we get something else. Now uh the going back to the World Heavyweight Championship, uh the WWE Championship rather, uh Daniel Bryan is doing a great job as a heel. Um the whole Eric Rowan thing, I'm kind of like eh on still, but uh but I mean it gives Rowan something to do and Rowan is a very uh talented uh he's a very talented superstar. Uh he deserves uh some shine he deserves uh the chance to get out there and do his thing so hopefully um hopefully being daniel bryan's sidekick uh gets him more over i guess um i feel like he's one of eric rowan is one of those guys who maybe would do better uh, after getting a release from WWE, and if he, like, went on the indies or something like that, I feel like he could be a monster, uh, he could probably be a champion, um, because he's, he's not bad at all, he's really good, but I feel like he's, he's one of those guys that the WWE just has damaged with their booking, uh, the Wyatt family, you know, and then the Bludgeon Brothers thing was just terrible, so, like, I mean, I liked the concept, but, like, walking around with those giant hammers and coats or whatever the hell they were doing was just not it, not in 2018, (laughs) you know what I mean, um, let's see, okay, NXT, um, with, with uh Gargano and Champa looks like they're coming up uh I was thinking cuz I felt that Gargano and Champa would be would have to come up uh pro- but I was thinking that it wouldn't be until after Mania but with what we're seeing now with so many people requesting releases and 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 leaving the WWE, uh, the WWE is basically restarting the new era, new era 2.0, and we got a uh, we're getting a whole bunch of we're getting a whole bunch of new guys and new faces uh, popping up to the main roster. <laughs> um, Alistair Black is another who I expected to be up. Uh, after Mania, I expected him to pop up on that first Monday night after Mania, so I'm thinking that uh, WWE just kind of threw our, brought up our our Monday after Mania crowd already, and maybe just saved a couple, like uh, maybe, because I felt like Velveteen Dream possibly would be on his way up soon. Uh, but they left him back in NXT because you got to have somebody 
on the Monday after Mania. Um, but now, uh, with all that going on, who uh, who's stepping up to take up that uh, that mantle in NXT? Um, the Undisputed Era has been cutting promos all year. Talking about 2019 is the year of gold for them, and I think they're right, uh, especially with Ricochet headed to the main roster. Uh, so that's him and Adam Cole will will finish up their business, and Ricochet will be on the main roster. Um, so that leaves Adam Cole as uh, my pick, the the favorite to go after uh, and hold the NXT championship uh Velveteen Dream has already won the United States champ or the United uh the North American Championship, excuse me. Uh so I I believe Velveteen will be he'll be in the near the top of the card until he's uh officially out of there, which I feel will be if not right after Mania, it'll be right after SummerSlam. Maybe they do leave Velveteen down to kind of keep NXT afloat uh, while as as one of the top faces uh, while everyone else is uh, is gone. So I could see Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era uh, kind of taking over. Um and and running everything and being the top heels on the brand um and then rising up to fight against them uh could be the uh war machine war uh war raiders not war machine uh war raiders i could see keith lee uh coming up to prominence uh getting pushed matt riddle uh, definitely getting pushed, so I could I could see like uh, it ending up being those four, uh, uh, those four Matt Riddle, uh, Keith Lee, War Raiders versus uh, the Undisputed Era, kinda, and and those guys being near the top, and and then uh, guys like ACH being pushed uh, on the come up on the rise. Um and and uh what's uh what's my man's name? The uh uh Eric Bugenhagen, the the guitar guy, I see him uh kind of being like the NXT version of Elias. Uh just somebody super over um could be a a mid card type champion. Uh unless I see like some amazing wrestling uh out of there i don't really i see him just being somebody really over with the crowd uh just because it's a lot of fun but um yeah so nxt is uh it's i I feel like it's it's kind of in a state of flux right now uh a lot of big names are leaving one of those times where there's a lot of turnover uh, but I do bet that there probably is, uh, there probably are some names coming in, uh, and then don't forget about that, uh, WWE has that whole, um, deal partnership with Evolve, um, 
the uh, the Street Profits have already won the Evolve Tag Team Championships. I think they're still currently the Evolve Tag Champions. Uh, so you could there. There's always a chance that uh, you know we could end up having something go down, and Orange Cassidy uh, would end up in an NXT ring. Um, there's always a chance that uh, possibly Darby Crash. I feel like that's around the corner. Darby Crash getting signed to um, NXT uh, because, I mean, that's somebody who's who can definitely end up in AEW. And if WWE is already uh, letting people go, I, I think it's only a matter of time before we see Dean Ambrose uh, probably popping up in AEW. Um, the Undertaker is already popping up with those guys, and that's the freaking Undertaker, you know? So uh, there's there's a lot going on. Um, just a really interesting time to be a wrestling fan, uh, and that's, that's kind of why the podcast was the way it was today, just kind of jumping all around and just talking about all the different topics, um, all the different things going down, and not to mention all this stuff going on and all these moving pieces and it's still the road to wrestlemania like we're still trying to figure out how all right we're seeing some of the main events uh definitely looking like we're gonna get um well we're definitely getting seth and uh brock definitely getting ronda and charlotte and has to be becky in some form or fashion um possibly Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston like what the hell and uh, like with that um Daniel Bryan he's definitely the type of uh, this is uh one of the positive things about him being champion uh Daniel Bryan uh, especially on this second go round where he did where he's just excited to be doing what he loves and wanting to do it the best way he can uh you you can believe that there are people who will get uh will get chances um that may not have gotten chances before and with Kofi Kingston doing what he's doing that kind of makes me wonder what if there was a plan before the injury to and I could have seen this with the way that he was debuting. And if they uh, if they got it, uh, you know, if they got it off the ground fast enough and got people to get behind them um, and the way that they are behind getting behind Kofi, I, I think it could have been done. But we might have if it hadn't been for the injury, we may have seen Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. Like, how crazy could that have been? Uh, And how much fun would that have been? And I kind of want to see it. And I think, depending on how the severity of the injury, that may be something that can happen. But if we get Kofi versus Daniel Bryan, I think it's an even better story just because of Kofi's history. Like, naturally, people can, can get behind him and pause and uh and it could be a lot of fun 
So, uh, so yeah, so that's where we are. Uh, looks like that's the end of the podcast today. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow your man qualified. That's me at champ podcast on IG and Twitter and uh, stay tuned next week. We're going to be back uh, talking more wrestling. All right, guys. Thanks. Peace.